0: al Albayyan Radio presents the following program asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wasallam. We praise to Allah may Allah send his peace and blessings upon his final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We greet you my brothers and sisters in this meeting in the live من إذاعتكم إذاعة البيان صوت أهل سنة والجماعة نستضيف في هذا اللقاء المبارك في هذه الامسيه الطيبة فضيلة الشيخ خالد حسن عيسى وسيتكلم عن فضيلة هذه الأيام والأعمال الصالحة فيها فنرحب بشيخنا الفاضل السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته
1: بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أيها الإخوة المستمعون في هذه الأمسية نتكلم عن فريضة من فرائد الإسلام وعن ركن عظيم من أركان الإسلام الخمسة ألا وهو الحج الحج الذي فرضه الله سبحانه وتعالى على المستطيعين من خلقه قال الله تعالى ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا ومن كفر فإن الله غني عن العالم نقرأ عليكم إن شاء الله من كتاب الترغيب والترهيب للإمام المنذري في كتاب الحج قال يعني الترغيب في الحج والعمرة وما جاء في من خرج يقصدهما فمات أول حديث أورده الإمام المنذر رحمه الله في هذا تحت هذا الكتاب حديث أبي هريرة قال سئل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أي العمل أفضل قال إيمان بالله ورسوله قيل ثم ماذا؟ قال الجهاد في سبيل الله قيل ثم ماذا؟ قال حج مبرور حج مبرور رواه الإمام البخاري ومسلم إذن الحج يعباد الله من فضائل الأعمال بل من أحب الأعمال التي تقرب العبد من مولاه حج مبرور وعن أبي هريرة أيضا رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول من حج فلم يرفث ولم يفسق رجع من ذنوبه كيوم ولدته أمه كيوم ولادته أمه رواه أيضا البخاري والمسلم والنساء من حج فلم يرفث ما معنى هذه الكلمة فلم يرفث عن ابن عباس قال الرفث ما روجع به النساء وقال الأزهري الرفث كلمة جامعه لكل ما يريده الرجل من المرأة الحافظ قال الرفس يطلق ويراد به الجماع ويطلق ويراد به الفحش الفحش من القول يعني القول الذي يأنف الإنسان العاقل من الكلام به أو من سماعه ويطلق ويراد به خطاب الرجل المرأة فيما يتعلق بالجماع و... وقد نقل في معنى الحديث كل واحد من هذه الثلاثه عن جماعة من العلماء إذن قد يراد بالرفس كلام الرجل مع امرأته فيما يتعلق بالجماع هذا من الرفس وهذا ينبغي, ينبغي للحاج أن يتجنب ذلك حتى ينال الأجر والثواب كاملاً من الله سبحانه وتعالى. إذن من معاني الرفض هو كلام الرجل مع امرأته فيما يتعلق بالجماع. فإذا ما حج المسلم مع امرأته فليتجنب الكلام في هذه المسائل. أو هو الفحش. الفحش من القول الفحش من القولي هناك بعض الناس عندما يتكلم يتكلم بكلام فيه فحش يعني سباب سباب لا يليق بالرجل العاقل يستخدم فيها كلاما فاحشا بذيئا هذا هو ايضا من ذكره بعض العلماء في معنى في معنى الرفث إذا من حج فلم يرفث ولم يفسق رجع من ذنوبه كيوم ولدته أمه وهناك حديث عظيم جدا عن, عن ابن شماس قال حضرنا عمرو بن العاص وهو في سياقة الموت فبك طويلا فبكى طويلا فبكى طويلا عمر بن بن العاص تأخر إسلامه تأخر إسلامه أسلم بعد صلح الحديبية لما أسلم يقول لما جعل الله الإسلام في قلبي أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقلت يا رسول الله أبصت يمينك لأبايعك فبصت يده فقبضت يدي فقال مالك يا عمر ما أن عمرا هو الذي طلب من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يبسط يده ليبايعه لما بسطها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قضى عمر يده فاستغرب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال له مالك يا عمر قال أردته أن أشترط قال تشترط ماذا قال أن يغفر لي قال أما علمت يا عمر أن الإسلام يهدم ما كان قبله يعني عمر يعلم من نفسه أنه حارب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأمضى سنوات من عمره في محاربة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلم قبح ذلك العمل فأراد أن يشترط عند مبايعته للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يغفر الله له ما تقدم منه من هذه الذنوب فقال له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مطمئنا له أما علمت أن الإسلام يهدم ما كان قبله وأن الهجرة تهدم ما كان قبلها وعمر كان يعني مهاجرا يعني هاجر إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولما طلب هذا من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان مهاجرا وَأَنَّ الْحَجَّ يَهْدِمُ مَا كَانَ قَبْلَهُ وَهَذَا يَدُلُّ عَلَى فَضِيلَةِ الْحَجِّ وَأَنَّ الْحَجَّ يَهْدِمُ مَا كَانَ قَبْلَهُ مِنْ, من سَيِّئَاتِ مِنْ معاصي.
0: تَفَضَّلِينَ We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we ask Allah to send His peace and blessings upon His final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Our dear Sheikh Khalid Isa, Hafizullah, today he would like to share with us a great action of the actions of worship uh, that is special and unique uh, to these blessed days Uh, and it is one of the pillars of the pillars of Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated this ritual Upon those who are able, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, and it is due. It is due to Allah from the people that they should perform pilgrimage to the house. Those who have the ability to do so, and have the ability to make the journey. The Shaykh today, he will mention some of the of the most beautiful narrations of the Prophet وسلم, as is uh, collected in the great work of Imam Al Munziri, rahimuhullah, in his book at Tarhibat Tarhib in the chapter that he titled The Virtue of Hajj and Umrah and the Virtue of Dying uh, Whilst uh, Performing Those Actions. The first narration, we'll mention three narrations, inshallah, and then uh, hand back to the sheikh. The first narration the sheikh Khairan, mentioned is a narration from Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu, where the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu was asked, which of the deeds is most virtuous? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said The belief in Allah and his messenger And then he was asked Then what after that he said Al-Jihad uh, Fi Striving in the path of Allah And then he said And then he was asked And what after that he said uh, The accepted Hajj Hajjul Mabroor As well narrated from Abu Hurairah Anhu That he heard the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said Whoever performs Hajj And does not uh, commit any uh, يعني, immodest actions then he will return as is as, as if he, he was born anew from his mother and the word in Arabic is Rafath and the scholars had you know, slightly different interpretations of that word but they're all generally the same there is a narration from Ibn Abbas عنهما, that he said Rafath is for a man to speak to his wife in a sexual nature other scholars, they said, it is uh, for a man to speak with his wife in issues that deal with uh, sexual relations, or it is what the man seeks from his wife uh, what a man seeks from, uh, from his wife. Other scholars, they said, generally it is things to do with any uh, 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 sexual speech or immoral speech. Uh, and immoral speech is a speech that is considered rude. Speech that you wouldn't normally speak about in public—that that an honourable person wouldn't speak in public. So this includes uh, a sexual speech. This includes swearing. This includes these type of things. So the one who avoids all of these actions in his hajj, then his hajj will be. A, a hajj that uh, is the cause of forgiveness for his sin that he will return like he was born anew from his mother it is narrated from ibn Shamasa that he said that uh, i uh, i uh, i met amr ibn al-as radiallahu anhu was able to 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 meet amr ibn al-as before he passed away he was actually in his uh, in his uh, bed that yeah before he passed away in his sick bed uh, and Amr ibn al-As was, was crying so much. And we have to remember Amr ibn al-As عنه, uh, was one of the companions that he became a Muslim towards the end of his life. So he spent much of his life opposing the messenger Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But towards the end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened his heart to Islam and he approached the messenger sallallahu finally. And he said to the Prophet ﷺ, hold out your hand so that I can give you the Pledge of Allegiance. And so the Prophet ﷺ stuck his open hand out to receive his Pledge of Allegiance. Then Amr ibn al-As withheld his hand, clenched his own hand. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him, you know, what's this about? Because Amr ibn al-As is the one who uh, invited the Prophet ﷺ to stretch his hand. he said, I have a condition. He said, What's your condition? He said that all my previous sins are forgiven, all my previous transgressions are forgiven. Because he felt so guilty that he spent so much of his life opposing the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and opposing the Muslims and waging war against the Muslims and wasallam so as a way to uh, to make him feel better and feel comfortable and to give him that sense of 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 reassurance. The Prophet ﷺ, he said to Amr ibn al-As, Don't you know that when a person becomes a Muslim, that it destroys all the bad deeds that he has done before? It knocks all the bad deeds down. It wipes away all the bad deeds done before it. And that when a person makes migration, hijrah, that it removes all of the bad deeds before it. And when a person performs hajj, that it will removes all of the bad deeds done prior to it. So this is another narration to show the great virtue of the performance of Hajj. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, ايها الاخوه ايضا مما يدل على فضيله الحج ما uh, روي او ما رواه الحسين بن علي رضي الله عنه قال جاء رجل الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال ابني جبان واني ضعيف فقال هلما إلى جهاد لا شوكة فيه الحج رواه الإمام الطبراني في الكبير والأوسط ورواته ثقات وأخرجه عبد الرزاق أيضا إذا انظروا إلى هذا الحديث يعني هذا الرجل جاء إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يشتكي يعني ضعفه وأنه لا يستطيع ان يجاهد لضعفه ولجبنه فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما نفه بل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دله الى البديل البديل عن الجهاد فقال هلما الى جهاد لا شوكه فيه الحج معنى ذلك يعني ان الذي يخرج الى الحج كالذي يخرج للجهاد في سبيل الله أيضا عن عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت يا رسول الله نرى الجهاد أفضل الأعمال أفلا نجاهد فقال لكن أفضل الجهاد حج مبرور يعني أفضل الجهاد لكن أيها النساء حج مبرور وهذا حقيقة يدل على فضيلة الحج لأن الحج خصوصا في الزمن الماضي كان يحتاج إلى كثير كثير من يحتاج إلى كثير من الجهد. يعني كان الإنسان خصوصا إذا كان بعيدا عن مكة يحتاج إلى أن يسافر الأيام والأسابيع بل والشهور إذا كان في بلاد بعيدة. وهذا حقيقة يعني مشقة مشقة كبيرة جدا على الإنسان. يعني أن ينزل الحج منزلة الجهاد لما كان فيه من المشقة يعني يتصور الآن الآن يذهب الحج من أستراليا إلى مكة تأخذ الرحلة يوم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في رحلته من المدينة إلى مكة أخذ, أخذ يعني أخذته أيام أيام من المدينة إلى مكة على راحل يعني يمشي في الصحراء كم تتوقع أن النبي ومن, يعني ومن معه كانوا يتحملون من المشاق في سبيل الوصول إلى مكة وإقامة شعائر الحج. حقيقة كانوا يتحملون كثيرا من المشاق. فلا عجب أن ينزل الحج منزلة الجهاد بالنسبة للمرأة وبالنسبة للرجل الضعيف. فأم سلم رضي الله عنها قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم Al-Hajju jihadu al-hajju jihadu kulli da'if al-hajju jihadu kulli da'if
0: Also of the narrations of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam as is narrated by Al-Husayn ibn Ali anhuma that a man came to the messenger sallallahu Alaihi wasallam and he said O messenger of Allah I would like to perform jihad and strive in the way of Allah, but I am weak and I am a coward. I can't bring myself, to take part in combat. The Prophet wasallam said to him, Would you not like me to sh- direct you to a way of jihad, a way of striving for the cause of Allah, that there is no combat in it? And he said, that is the hajj. So the hajj is of the same, in the same category, uh, is a form of jihad. Uh, it is a jihad without combat. Uh, as what Aisha radiallahu anha, she says uh, that she said to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. She said, uh, "We, in our estimation, from what we understand, uh, that jihad is the best of deeds. So we wish to perform jihad." And the prophet sallallahu he said uh, that the jihad for you, O women, is hajj.
1: Yes, Al-Hajj and
0: Umrah. So he said to her, Al-Hajj and Umrah is the jihad uh, for the women. Uh, So if we look how the Prophet ﷺ considered Hajj and Umrah to be a form of jihad and sacrifice, especially when we see how much hardship uh, and and physical struggle it it would take. And in these days, for a person to perform Hajj, for example from australia it take travel you know they travel by aeroplane and 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 bus and and cars and things like that and he can get to the uh, the ritual sites of mecca uh, in in a day uh, but in those di- in those times in, uh, yani the messenger of allah sallallahu himself just going from medina to mecca not from australia to mecca just from medina to mecca took many days and they were walking majority of the time in the desert out in the, you know, um, enduring the the the, you know, the the harsh conditions of the climate and the, the difficulty of walking and, and all of this for the the men and the women, so we can see how much of a struggle and how it would have been considered to be a great struggle, and a person puts himself in that struggle in that hardship for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, so uh, as well there is a narration from the Prophet Sallallahu uh that uh that hajj is a jihad for every weak person for everyone who who يعني, uh, and so we say that hajj is uh, for the women and for the men who are weak that this is a way of demonstrating their
1: sacrifice and their struggle for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh yani yani hajj an al يعني ما هو الحج المبرور أو ما هي الأعمال التي تصنع من هذا الحج حجًا مبرورًا يعني جميل جميل أن نتعلم ما هو يعني ما هي الأمور التي التي تساعد على الوصول إلى هذه المرتبة يعني هناك أحاديث ذكر فيها الحج المبرور يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كما روى عنه ذلك جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال أو هناك حديث ماعز رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه سئل أي الأعمال أفضل قال إيمان بالله وحده ثم الجهاد ثم حجة برة حجة برة تفضل سائر الاعمال كما بين مطلع الشمس الى مغربها لكن بين النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كيف كيف يعني يصل الانسان الى هذه المرتبة وهذا الامر ليس بالامر المستحيل ليس بامر تعجيزي يمكن لاي انسان ان يفعله ليس هو بالامر الصعب بل هو أمر ميسر لكل إنسان. فعن جابر رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء إلا الجنة. فهنا يعني, يعني هنا الصحابة رغبوا رغبوا أن ينالوا هذه الردبة أن يصلوا إلى الحج المبرور. فقالوا يا رسول الله وما بره؟ قال إطعام الطعام. وطيب الكلام إطعام الطعام وطيب الكلام يعني لما أنت تخرج في رحلة قد تستغرق يعني أسابيع بل يعني شهور في الزمن الماضي يعني وتخرج مع رفقة لأنه من المستحيل أن تخرج لوحدك في الزمن الماضي فأنت تخرج مع رفقة فهذه الرفقة يحتاجون منك ان تعاملهم معاملة حسنه ومن اجمل المعامله ومن احسن المعامله هو ان تحسن ان تحس ان تطيب كلامك وان تحسن الى هذه الرفقه التي هي معك هي اذا ما يعني ما, يف ما يعني يجعل الحجة حجا مبرورا طيب الكلام وإطعام الطعام طيب الكلام وإطعام الطعام يعني لما نرجع إلى سيرة بعض الصالحين نرى أنهم يحرصون على هذا لما نرجع إلى سيرة عبد الله بن المبارك كان رحمه الله كان يحرص كثير من الناس على أن يخرجون معه وهي يعني هو كان يخرج من بلاد بعيدة. ما بعد يعني العراق فكان لعلمه وفضله ومكانته كان يحرس كثير من الناس أن يخرجون في رفقته فهو كان كان ماذا يصنع كان يأخذ يعني يقول اجعلوا أموالكم أمانة عندي فكان يعني ياخذ منهم الاموال ويضعها في صندوق عنده في بيته ثم يخرج بهم في يعني ويصرف ويطعمهم يطعمهم في يعني اثناء الطريق ذهابا وايابا يطعمهم من ماله وهو كان يعني كان غنيا كان غنيا فكان يطعمهم من ماله ذهابا إلى الحج وإيابا إلى بلادهم على ذلك يقول ماذا أوصاكم أزواجكم أن تشتروا لهم من مكة فكان يشتري لهم ما يريدون فإذا ما رجعوا يعني رتب لهم وليمة أو يعني طعاما ثم دعاهم إليه وأعطاهم أموالهم يعني كاملة موفرة لم يصرف منها شيئا إذا كان بعض الصالحين يحرص على هذا يحرص على هذا مما تلاحظه في أثناء العمر أو في أثناء الحج أن هناك بعض المطاعم بعض المطاعم تقدم الطعام يعني إلى أن وهذه المطاعم ماذا تفعل؟ تفتح أبواب التبرعات للمحسنين فيأتي المحسن في أثناء الحج ويقول أنا أريد أن أدفع هذا المبلغ لتطعم به الناس وهذه من الأعمال الطيبة وخصوصاً في مكة أن إطعام الحاج وإطعام الفقراء يعني في مكة وهذا مما يجعل الحج حجا مبرورا حجا مبرورا بل سمعت من بعض الأخوة يعني ممن يذهب إلى الحج أو العمرة حتى هنا من أستراليا أن بعض الناس يعطونه مبالغ من المال ليطعم بها الفقراء والمساكين في مكة وهذا يعني العمل هناك لا شك أن العمل في الحرم يضاعف ثوابه لصاحبه فاذا اذا ما تسن لك يا عبد الله ان تحج يعني فحرص ولو لمره واحدة على ان اما ان تطعم رفقتك واما ان تطعم الفقراء والمساكين في مكه فهذا مما يبلغك هذه الرتبه أن, ان تنال هذه الرتبه وهو ان يكون حجك حج مبرورا فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول تابعوا بين الحج والعمر فإنهما ينفيان الفقر والزنوب كما ينفي الكير خبث الحديد والذاب والفضة وليس للحجة المبرورة ثواب إلا الجنة والحجة المبرورة هي ما يعني على هاتين الخصلتين إطعام الطعام وطيب الكلام سبحان الله طيب الكلام نعرف, نعرف قيمة هذا يعني نعرف قيمة هذا لأننا يعني صاحبنا الناس في الحج يعني الناس في الحج يواجهون كثير من المتاعب كثير من المصاعب ينفذ صبر كثير منهم فلا يملك نفسه أحيانا فيغضب ويتكلم بكلام فيه قصوى وفيه اساءه لمن معه من الاصحاب فنعرف قيمه هذا الامر ان يطيب الحاج كلامه لرفقته وللناس ان يحبس ان يحبس نفسه وان يصبر على اذى الناس وان يتحمل وان يسعى في يعني في اسعاد من معه من الصحبه
0: Many a times we hear uh, The term Al-Hajj Al-Mabroor The righteous hajj The accepted hajj Sometimes it's translated uh, So it's good to know What is Al-Hajj Al-Mabroor And what are the things That make your hajj mabrur? What is it You know we, we know about performing hajj But the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He recommended a person To do hajj mabrur. What are the actions That make your hajj From a normal hajj To a hajj Mabroor it is narrated from Ma'id, hmm. uh, that he asked the Messenger وسلم, which are the deeds are most pleasing to Allah. He said, faith in Allah and the Messenger, number one. And then he was asked and he said, hajj mabroor. And so to make your hajj mabrur, it's not something that is impossible or something that is difficult. It's something that everyone is able to do. And the Prophet ﷺ, in, in, in some narrations, has explained what it is. For example, in the narration of Jabir عنه, he said uh, that the Messenger وسلم, he said uh, that whoever does mabroor, uh, then there is no reward for it other than paradise. And the companions asked Rasulullah "What is the what is what is the righteousness of hajj? And yani how do we make our hajj righteous?" He said, feeding the food and making the words sweet. Having sweet words. Feeding the food. And this feeding the food is feeding whether it's your companions, the people that you're traveling with, uh, your your friends and those around you, or feeding the poor and having sweet words, saying only the good words and withholding, saying uh, words that may uh, injure someone, or may sadden someone, or cause someone to to be upset. Uh, you know, withholding. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Even if someone does something bad to you, or 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 upsets you, or says something bad to you, does something bad to you, or doesn't do what they should be doing, uh, to withhold yourself and try to find the best words to say uh, that would leave a, a positive impression. So. So as we all know that when you go to Hajj, you go uh, with, with with people. Either you go in a group, or even if uh, you don't necessarily go in a group, but you you're you're bound to find one or two or five or ten, whatever it is, some people that you find yourself uh, traveling with, and so it's very good to to have a positive. Uh, sort of uh, a positive um, a relationship with them in terms of being generous and sharing your food uh, and, and, and speaking nice to them. There are some beautiful stories of the righteous people of the past like Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak who was known for his righteousness and he was one of the great Salaf al-Saleh uh, that uh, that he was so renowned for his righteousness especially when he would perform hajj, that many people would love to perform hajj with him because they would have such a positive experience uh, that even though he came from a very distant land, he came from the lands beyond Iraq, very distant lands, and, uh, and when people would come and say that they want to perform hajj along with him, they want to join him in his group to hajj, he would say to them, okay, you're most welcome, uh, but he would make a condition on them. He said, all of your spending money that you have prepared to cover your expenses uh, in traveling and your expenses on buying food on the way or whatever. Give me all of your money. We'll put all of our money together. And collect all of their money and put it in a box. And he would leave that box at home. And he was known for his uh, prosperity. He was very uh, affluent. He was very rich. Uh, had a lot of money. And he was known for his generosity and his spending in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how much he spent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless him with more wealth that he would use to spend in the cause of Allah. So what he would do is that he would take the money of the people and they would they thought that he's just managing the spending but he was keeping all of the money in the box. And so on the uh, on the way of the journey the whole journey to Mecca all of the food and expenses needed for the entire group Abdullah bin al-Mubarak is to pay from his own from his own private wealth. And even in Mecca he covered all of their expenses, even their gifts. He would tell, he would tell them, "What gifts did your family uh, ask you to get for them from Mecca, Your your spouses, your wives, or your husbands, or your family? What what gifts were you planning on getting? I'll pay for them." And they didn't know that he's paying from his own personal money. Although they thought that you know he'll sort it out when they get back, and the whole journey, even after their return. After they finished the Hajj, until they get back, and then he would invite them all to a huge banquet, huge beautiful dinner, and after they'd fi- finished their food, he would return to them their money that he was keeping in the chest, and he'd say, "This is your money. I don't want. I don't want anything from it." He would spend on them from his own personal wealth, and this is so beautiful to do. Uh, because this is what makes the the journey so pleasurable and seeking the the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And many people, alhamdulillah, these days they do the same thing. Many brothers and sisters, they go to Hajj and Umrah and they spend graciously, uh, whether it's to their fellow traveling companions, they they you know buy them food whenever they go out and they refuse to let anyone pay for the food or sometimes they go to the spe- specific restaurants in Mecca and they would pay money to the restaurant to hand out food for free to any of the hujjaj that need, that would like to have food, whether they are poor or not or, or, or the, the poor people sometimes they would hang around those known restaurants because they know that sooner or later uh, a, a charitable person will come and hand out food, and so they would receive the food. And so this is a great deed to do, uh, whether, as I said, it's feeding your traveling companions, or you're feeding generally the hujjaj, or you're feeding uh, the the poor people in Mecca. And some people, not only those who go themselves to Hajj and Umrah, some don't, are not able to go, but they would give money to those who are going to perform Hajj and Umrah, and they'd say, please, use that money to buy food at these restaurants and hand out the food and feed the people on my behalf. Uh, As well, uh, Rasulullah said in the hadith that follow up hajj and umrah. Like if you do hajj, do another hajj. If you do umrah, do another umrah. Because the sins that are done in between the hajj and the umrah, in between the two hajj and umrah, will be, uh, uh, sorry, hajj and umrah, when you spend money, and you spend your time and your effort to perform Hajj and Umrah, then they will do away with poverty and sins, just as the fire does away with the pollutants of, of, uh, of iron and gold and silver. The, 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 uh, the blacksmith, he puts these ores into the fire, and he melts them to remove any impurities, so that only the pure metal is left. Uh, and likewise, the hajj and umrah is a way of purification and saves you from poverty and it saves you from sins in the same way
1: um al-an ayuha al-ikhwa nara anna taklifata al-hajj asbahat 'aliyah jiddan muqaranatan ya'ni muqaranatan مع ز... يعني زمن الماضي يعني من حوالي عشرين أو ثلاثين سنة كان, ت... كان تكلفة الحج ما يقرب من أربعة خمسة آلاف دولار أسترالي الآن يعني تضاعف المبلغ إلى مرتين أو يعني إلى ثلاث أو أربعة <تصفيق> يعني سبحان الله لكن هناك بشرة يعني بشرة يعني سبحان الله النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما ترك شيئا إلا و وترك لنا منه علما فهناك حديث عن عائشة هذا الحديث فيه معالجة لهذا الأمر أو فيه تطيب لخاطر المسلم الذي أنفق كل هذه الأموال ليذهب إلى الحج عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لها في عمرتها إن لك من الأجر على قدر نصبك ونفقتك على قدر نصبك ونفقتك رواه الحاكم وقال صحيح على شرطهما وفي رواية له وصححها إنما أجرك في عمرتك على قدر نفقتك فانظروا سبحان الله هذه هذه تعطي بشرة للناس اليوم وأن هذا المال الذي أنفقوه في هذا في هذا السبيل سيكون في ميزان حسناتهم يوم القيامة سبحان الله يعني أحيانا الناس تصرف الأموال بدون حساب على أمور ربما لا تؤجر عليها على أمور, على أمور تافهه أحيانا يصرفون أموال على أمور محرمة ولا يسألون ولا يسألون فنفقتهم في هذا الأمر في يعني من أجل الحج هذا مما يزيد في ثواب حجهم أو في ثواب عمرتهم فلا يعني عليهم أن, يعني أن يحزنوا إن شاء الله لعل هذا من الأمور التي ألجئ إليها وقدرت لهم حتى ينالوا أجر هذه النفق العالية في الحج فلا تحزنوا أيها الناس إذا ما أنفقتم الأموال الكثيرة في هذا uh, the next
0: point that we would like to discuss especially since hajj has become the price and the cost of hajj has become very high especially in 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 uh, comparing to uh, previous years, even just you know a few years ago, uh, you know a person could perform Hajj from Australia for you know five thousand dollars or so. Now the it's at least double, triples, sometimes four times that amount per person. So this is a glad tidings in reality uh, for those who who worry about the expense of of the Hajj uh, and and that they need to spend that money to be able to perform Hajj. Uh, and Aisha radiallahu anha it's narrated, uh, and and this really it gives some reprieve and some uh, consolation to those that may uh, feel the the pinch of the expenses of Hajj. The Prophet sallallahu said to Aisha when she was performing her Umrah that you will have the reward in correspondence to your effort and to your spending. So the more difficult your hajj is, you know, happens to be for you. It doesn't mean that you go and you purposely put yourself in hardship or that you purposely put yourself to expense. But if this, is, you know, if this is, you know, um, the what Allah has ordained that this you can't escape the 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 difficulty or the expenses, then you will have the the reward in accordance with how difficult and how expensive it is for you. Uh, and so a person should uh, look to the reward in, uh, to the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their spending and when they remember that everything that they spend they'll be rewarded for you find people subhanallah they spend money in in things that are frivolous futile uh, of no real consequence or they even may even spend money in things that are forbidden And They don't even care, they don't say this is expensive or whatnot. They because they want it, they'll give it, they'll pay for it, and they say, You know, it's only once in a lifetime, I just want to enjoy myself. When it comes to spending for Hajj, you find people complaining and so on. When a person should remember that whatever he uh, that whatever a person spends as an expense for his Hajj, it will be a reward for him. So, a person should not grieve over what he has spent, uh, even though it may be. You know, burdensome, but it's all a reward from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and a sign of your sacrifice and a sign of your love that you're willing to give up so much of the money that you love for something that you love even more, and that is to perform this great ritual and fulfill the rights of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the Hajj. Um,
1: مما um, yeah. يسن في الحج uh, أن يحج الإنسان. Uh, وهو متواضع يعني متذلل لربه سبحانه وتعالى فالناس في الحج سواسية في الحج أو في غيره لكن في الحج ربما يظهر هذا التساوي لأن الناس في لباسهم قريبون من قريبون يعني بعضهم من بعض أبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما حج حج بلباس متواضع بلباس متواضع لم يحج يعني كما كان يحج الملوك متميزا من الناس في لباسه في يعني في ركوبه كان يعني إنما حج حج المتواضعين فأنس رضي الله عنه يقول حج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على رحل رث, رث وقطيفة خليقه يعني شبه بالية وقطيفة خليقه تساوي أربعة دراهم أو لا تساوي ثم قال اللهم حجة لا رياء فيها ولا سمعة إذا مما ينبغي أن يحرص عليه الحاج في حجه أنه يحج لله عز وجل لا يحج رياء ولا سمعة ولا يرى مكانه بين الناس ولا يعني ليظهر غنا بين الخلق يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اللهم حجة, حجة لا رياء فيها لا رياء فيها ولا سمعة أنس عن ثمامة قال حج أنس على رحل ولم يكن شحيحاً وحدث أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حج على رحل وكانت زاملته وكانت زاملته إذن يعني ينبغي التواضع التواضع لا تتوقع من الناس أو لا تجبر الناس على أن يفصح لك الطرق وأن يعظمك وأن ينزلك ما كان أرفع من عمت الناس لا يعني هذا نبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول قدام ابن عبد الله رأيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يرمي الجمرة يوم النحر على ناقة صهباء على ناقة صهباء يعني قال الصهباء هي حمرة يعلوها سواد المهم على ناقة صهبة لا ضرب ولا طرد ولا إليك إليك يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني تعامل مع الآخرين كأنه واحد منهم لا ضرب ولا طرد ما أمر أتباعه أن يضرب الناس وليفسح له الطريق ما طرد أحد من المشاعر ما طرد أحد من البيت حتى يخلو له البيت ما فعل ولا قال إليك إليك يعني ابتعد ابتعد ما فعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهذا كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم غاية في التواضع في حجه لم لم يميز نفسه عن الآخرين كأنه واحد من هذه الأمة لذلك يعني من فعل ذلك حق له أن يباهي به الرب سبحانه وتعالى فعن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله يباهي بأهل عرفات ملائكة السماء فيقول أنظر إلى عباد هؤلاء جاؤوني شعثا غبرا شعثا رؤوسهم يعني بسبب الإحرام شعثا رؤوسهم يعني شعورهم ليست ممشطة يعني غبرا غبرا ثيابهم وأجسادهم فالله عز وجل يحب هذا من الحاج واليباهي بالحجاج التي هي التي هذه هي صفاتهم وحالهم يباهي بهم الملائكة وأن الحاج تحمل كل هذه المتاعب وكل هذه المآسي من أجل أن ينال رِضَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ فَاللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ يجازيه عَلَىٰ هَذَا وَيُبَاهِ به
0: الْمَلَائِكَةِ uh, Of the things uh, that uh, a Muslim should remember when performing his hajj, uh, especially is to perform his hajj while he is humble. And especially in hajj, that he realizes and he should remember that all people are equal. And Now, this is a, an attitude that a Muslim should have all the time, but especially in hajj. Our Prophet Muhammad uh he performed hajj and he was very humble. You know, you, you, he didn't distinguish himself from any other uh, regular person. Uh, not like how the kings and the leaders used to perform hajj. And they would distinguish themselves in their clothing and their entourage and things like that. The Prophet ﷺ he performed Hajj on a, a, on a on a riding riding an animal that was very humble, and he was wearing a cloth that you know that was tattered, that was worn out. Uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, Anas ﷺ he said that it wouldn't even be worth four dirhams, or wouldn't even be worth that wouldn't be worth anything like it's it's very very uh, simple and he would say oh Allah make this a hajj that is not for showing off and not for gaining a hajj not not to be seen by people and not for people to hear about my greatness so not for showing off and not for seeking reputation and so Anas when he performed Hajj, he performed Hajj as well on a on a on a uh, lowly beast, on a lowly animal, uh, uh, and he didn't, yeah, uh, yani, he uh, and he didn't uh, perform Hajj even though he was w- wealthy. He didn't perform Hajj on like you know a a, a, a a an animal or a horse or something like that that would stand out uh, and differentiate himself uh, from the people. And he said, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam performed Hajj. Uh, in this way on a on a lowly animal that was similar to the standard of the average person so it's very important for those who are performing hajj to not expect from people to make space for you and for you to be treated differently than the average person you know make space for me i'm special i'm you know i'm i'm from this country i hold this passport i'm from this nationality or you know i, I am, uh, i'm richer than you i'm more you know I'm um, from a upper class and you know the, the the Muslim uh, should be humble and, and be like every other Muslim our messenger وسلم, it's narrated that he was seen when he was throwing the jamarat he was riding on a camel that was a very humble looking camel that it's not a camel that was you know um, an adorned camel or a, a decorated camel or a camel that was you know, high in value just a very standard looking camel and even he was on the camel uh, but he wasn't uh, hitting hitting the camel or hitting the people to move them out of the way nor did people push people out of the way or make spaces of the prophet makes face no or he wouldn't say to people move out of the way ilayka ilayk move out of the way move out of the way he was just among the people like every every normal person and so this is how muslim should be he shouldn't uh, feel himself more important. Shouldn't uh, you know uh, push people out of the way, or or or, uh, or expect from people to make space f- for him, uh, or tell people move out of the way. There's a special person coming in. Obviously, unless there's a need. For example, someone's in a wheelchair to make space so that the per- person uh, don't hit the people in the f- in their ankles and things like that with the wheelchair. That's different. But someone just for out of arrogance and out of believing that they are more worthy than others and this is not if the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam didn't do that then how can anyone else expect that so someone who is such so humble in his performance of hajj then he is worthy of being of those who allah is proud of on the day of uh, allah is proud of them uh, in their hajj as is narrated from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he said that when the when the believers stand in the hajj on the plains of arafah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discerns to the heavens of this world and he boasts before his angels and he said, look at my slaves, look at my servants. They have come disheveled, with disheveled heads. Their their hair is all frayed. Their hair is all dusty and, 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 and unkept because you know, they're in a state of ihram. They can't wash their hair, they can't brush their hair uh, and because of the travel and the dust that gets into their hair and they're all dusty in their clothes, on their bodies. Uh, that have come seeking my mercy, my forgiveness, witness my angels that I have forgiven them. And so uh, the, the Muslim, he doesn't uh, you know, worry about his appearance and worry about his clothing. He comes humbly seeking the, the, the pardon of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his mercy and forgiveness. And so it is worthy of those people who humble themselves for the sake of Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be proud of them and that Allah will boast before his angels uh, because these are the ones, the humble servants of Allah, are the ones who are those of great merit
1: to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The last al in this meeting is we talk about two things of the things of the truth or the and the benefits of these وسوابها عند الله عز وجل نحن ذكرنا حديث نتابع بين الحج والعمر فإنهما ينفيان الفقر والذنوب كما ينفي الكير خبث الحديد والذهب والفضة وليس للحجة المبرورة ثواب إلا الجنة في هناك زيادة في هذا الحديث وما من مؤمن يظل يومه محرما إلا غابت الشمس بذنوبه سبحان الله يا عباد الله نحن ربما مررنا في هذه التجربة أن الإنسان لما يلبس الإحرام يتمنى أن يزيل الإحرام عنه يعني يتمنى أن يقضي العمر أن يؤدي العمر أو يؤدي الحج لينزع عنه لباس الإحرام لأنه لبس يعني ثياباً ليس معتاداً عليها فربما لا يشعروا بالارتياح يعني هي حقيقة فيها شيء من المشقة لكن سبحان الله يعني ما من مشقة في الدين أمر بها المسلم إلا ويؤجر عليها إلا ويؤجر عليها فسبحان الله يعني لما يسمع المحرم بهذا الحديث انه ما من مؤمن يظل يومه محرما الا غابت الشمس بذنوبه فعندئذ ربما يتمنى يعني ان يمضي في الاحرام اكثر من يوم لحصوله لان ليحصل هذا الثواب انه الشمس تغرب يعني اذا غربت الشمس والشمس تغرب بذنوبه ما دام الاحرام عليه الأمر الثاني آه التلبية التلبية آه أيضا هناك يعني زيادة في الحديث وما يعني هناك زيادة التي ذكرناها وما من مؤمن يظل يومه محرما إلا غابت الشمس بزنوبه الزيادة الثانية وما من مؤمن يلبي لله بالحج إلا إلا شهد له ما على يمينه وشماله إلى منقطع الأرض إلى منقطع الأرض يعني يعني أن التلبية لها فضيلة عظيمة لها فضيلة عظيمة أن ما من مؤمن يلبي إلا لب ما على يمينه وشماله إلى منقطع الأرض إلى المدى التي يصل فيه صوته كل ذلك كل هذه الأرض والجن والحجارة وكذا تلبي مع تلبيته وهذا يظل على فضيلة التلبية ولعل ذلك يعني أن يكتب هذا من يعني أنه هو المتسبب يعني لهذه الجمادات أن تلبي فيكتب كأنه كأنه دل على فعل الخير والدل على الخير كفاعله فسبحان الله هذا من فضل الله سبحانه وتعالى على الملبي عن سهل بن سعد رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من ملبي يلبي الا لب ما عن يمينه وشماله من حجر او شجر او مدر حتى تنقطع الارض منها هنا عن يمينه وشماله فالتلبيه مما أمر الله سبحانه وتعالى به الحجاج بل أنزل جبريل على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في لما كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حاجا قال يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أتاني جبريل فأمرني فأمرني أن آمر أصحابي أن يرفعوا أصواتهم بالإهلال أو التلبية فزاد ابن ماجه فإنها من شعاري الحج فإنها من شعار الحج وأيضا عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما أهل مهل قط إلا بشراء ولا كبر مكبر قط إلا بشراء قيل يا رسول الله بالجنة قال نعم قال نعم والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كما روى عنه أبو بكر رضي الله عنه ذلك لما سئل عن, عن اي الأعمال افضل قال العج و والعج معناها هو يعني رفع الصوت بالتلبية والسج هو نحر نحر البدن نحر البدن هذه من فضائل الحج العج والسج ولبس لبس الاحرام إذا لبس الاحرام يعني لا تظن انه يعني بلا فضيله بل له فضيله عظيمه ان يعني اذا غربت الشمس وانت ما زلت في احرامك تغرب الشمس بذنوبك اسال الله سبحانه وتعالى ان يسهل الحج لمن اراده وأن يعني يسهل العمر لمن أرادها وأن يكتب لنا حجًا مبرورًا تكفر به الذنوب والخطايا وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين <تصفيق> إن شاء الله. To conclude today's
0: presentation, there are a few things إن will speak about the Hajj. In the narration that we uh, that we mentioned before, that the Prophet ﷺ he said, "Follow up between Hajj and Umrah, for they do away with poverty and sins, just as the fire does away with the impurities of um, of iron and gold and silver." And there is a narration that adds to that narration: Never does a believer. Uh, Remain for that day in Ihram and the sun sets by taking away all of his sins. So, when a person's in a state of Ihram and he spends his whole day in Ihram until the sun sets, by the time the sun sets, all of his sins are forgiven. And for those who uh, perform Hajj or Umrah, Many a time they can't wait to remove the ihram because it's not a type of clothing that they're used to or they feel uncomfortable or sometimes maybe they even fear to to do something that will contradict uh, the prohibitions of the ihram. So sometimes knowing this, knowing that sometimes uh, being patient uh, even though uh, a person uh, has to stay in ihram for another day or whatever it may be, that that is actually something that will uh, be a cause for the forgiveness of his sins so never does a believer stay in his ihram for that day until by the time the sun sets his sins are taken away another thing as well that has been narrated from the prophet as an addition to that narration that we mentioned earlier <clears throat> that whenever a, a person performs Talbiya, when he says, when he says this call, answering the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, testifying to the oneness of Allah, that every creation, whether it be animate or inanimate, on his right and on his left, until the the earth ends, until the the, the, the land ends. Will make talbiyah by his talbiyah. So he'll get the reward of all of those creation on his right and on his left uh, because he was the cause for them to make talbiyah, so he'll get the reward as well. So this encourages us to make talbiyah when we are performing Hajj and Umrah to say the talbiyah. Uh, as well, there's a narration from Sahil ibn Sa'ad that uh, whoever makes talbiyah then everything on his right and on his left, whether it is a, a rock or a stone or a tree or a piece of mud, a piece of earth, except that it will witness for him on the Day of Judgment. Everything to his right and to the left until the end of the land. Uh, as well, it is narrated from the Messenger وسلم, uh, that he said that Jibril came to me and he commanded me to command my companions to raise their voices in the talbiyah and in the Takbir. For this is one of my signs, one of my symbols. It's a demonstration of my the, the rituals of the Hajj. Uh, and the Prophet wasallam, he said, never does a person perform the Talbiya or perform the Takbir except who will be given glad tidings. They said, glad tidings of paradise? He said, e- indeed, that is so. So whenever a person gives says the Talbiya, repeats the Talbiya, or repeats the Takbir, he's given the glad-hiding office. And the Prophet ﷺ he was asked, which is the best form of Hajj? He said, the best Hajj is Al-Ajj wa Thaj. And the Hajj is when you raise your voice in Talbiya. The more that you raise your voice in Talbiya, and the more that you repeat the Talbiya and the Takbir, then the the more virtuous your Hajj will be. And Thajj is when more animals are sacrificed for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking his pleasure, uh, then uh, this is as well a hajj that is most beloved to Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to allow those who are performing hajj this year to have a blessed hajj, and that their hajj is a hajj mabrur, and they, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enlightens them and helps them to do the actions that are most pleasing to him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us all to perform hajj and umrah and to bless us with the ability to, to be able to do that and to, to do the actions that are pleasing to him. Wallahu alam wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And I thank you all for your uh, attentive listening and ask Allah to make it as a benefit to, to us all, inshallah. This program
1: was presented by Albayyan Radio, the voice of Al Sunnah wal Jama'a.